Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. This is another special episode. Uh, Brandon's here. Brandon, say hello to the people. Hey Jeremy, I'm back. I'm back in the studio, but I got to say something before we jump in here. This is a big monumental day. Not only do we have a special guest in, in studio, but it's also the two-year anniversary of the Live to Walk Again podcast. Is it today for real? Well, probably when this comes okay. out. All right, man, we're going to... It was February 2019. The yeah, first episode came out That's true. on the 9th. Okay. So, so we're going to go ahead and celebrate that yeah, today. Boom, boom, man. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah. You got to put in the work. All right. Yeah. Well, you that's know, what we're going to talk about today also. Yeah, we are. We are for sure. Well, you can listen to this podcast anywhere. You can listen to podcasts on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, I think iHeartRadio were on there. Podbean, a uh, bunch of places. But, uh, you know, without, uh, without further ado, Brandon, let's, uh, you know, welcome back Willie Frank our our uh friend from forever and uh member of the nisqually tribal council and willie's here he just uh actually announced his candidacy for the chairman of the nisqually tribe and uh willie welcome to the show man how you doing thank you guys uh you know i'm always always glad to be here with you guys you know uh more or less you guys are my two of my oldest friends so it's more or less of us uh, just catching up a little bit when we get to do it now on our uh, on your guys' podcast. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's always fun to have you on the show, man. And, uh, you know, this is this is pretty monumental, man. I mean, with, you know, your father, Billy Frank Jr., who is well-known, uh, I guess, native rights uh, activist, civil rights activist, really. You know, you're really following in his footsteps. What, what made you want to jump in here? <clears throat> You know, Jeremy, I've been on tribal council uh, since 2009. I got elected um, back into into the seventh seat, actually, my first uh, first term, and I had no idea what I was doing. I feel like I still, you know, it, it takes a lot, a long time to learn. You uh, you can't go to school for uh, tribal politics. Yeah. You know, um, learning uh, a lot about myself during this time and in the last few years of seeing what goes on at the tribe. Um, you know, it was, it, it was, it's weird how it happened. I mean, I went to my first general council meeting in 2009 and it just so happened we had three seats up at the time. And, uh, I think it was a year term. You were just going to fill the term. And so I had a couple elders come up and they said, Hey, would you be willing to do this? And I said, well, I don't know. Do what? <laughs> They're like, well, you, we want to run you for tribal council. And I said, well, sure. I didn't think I, you know, I mean, I didn't know I was going to win. I didn't know a lot of people. I mean, I was, you know, growing up at Frank's Landing. So, you know, I go in and I ended up getting the most votes then in 2009. And Bloom, I don't even remember my speech. We had to get up and give speeches to to why we wanted to be on tribal council. And I don't even remember what I said, but it must have been enough to get people, you know, to to listen to my message at that time. And um, here we are in 2021. You know, a lot's gone on. Um, I was the vice chairman from 2014 to 2016. And in 2014, I got in some trouble, got in some legal trouble. Um, I stepped down from tribal council um, in 2016 and then ended up getting back on four months later, um, reelected again. And uh, I've been back on ever since, you know. So this is, you know, I feel like in my life it's, it's time for that change. 
Wow, man, that's that's very cool. You know, so you know, going back, Willie, for anybody that doesn't know you, why don't you you know tell us about like where you grew up? Well, I spent a lot of time in this house right here and right here on Hicks Lake. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I, w- I went to uh, North Thurston. I graduated from. I went to South Bay, and then I went to Chinook. You know, I, I've lived out um, on Puget Beach Road and and now on uh, Marvin Road. Um, my whole life. I've literally been at one exit my whole life, (laughs) you know, so, um, you know, I'm definitely a a homebody. You know, I grew up, spent a lot of time um, at Frank's Landing growing up. You know, we had a a community down there. We had a family down there. And uh, the flood of 1996, though, ended up uh, wiping us out down there, you know, when when we had that massive flood. And uh, so that that was definitely tough for the the community down there because it was a very tight-knit family growing up you know and it was funny because uh you know my dad is a uh nisqually indian from uh the nisqually reservation and my mom is a a jewish woman from detroit (laughs) you know so those are kind of the two uh opposite ends of the spectrum here i would definitely say so you know so uh it's (laughs) it's funny how how life works you know and you know here we are as i said in 2021 and how long have we known each other now? I mean, yeah, it's, man, been it's been 20 least, plus at years. At least since 1994. I don't feel old enough to have known each other <laughs> yeah. as long as we've known each other. That's No, that's, I mean, it's, you know, we you, you know we had a core group of friends growing up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing that we all still talk. We're still all um, communicating with each other today. And, you know, we're sitting here today doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Willie, I know your parents were both, like, really amazing people. And they both have passed on now, but you know, talk about kind of their influence because they were both involved in in politics in one way or another for most of your life. And uh, you know, talk about just how their, I guess, their paths in life kind of pointed you in this direction. Yeah, it was. I was going through some old pictures. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I found this old picture book that my mom had. And there was a picture of me in Mike Lowry's office, and I must have been about two years old, and I was sitting in his chair. And I was looking at that, and I said, oh, man, I forgot all about that. You know, they always used to tell me growing up that we'd always go back to D.C., though. You know, and so I really, that was at the time I really started thinking about, you know, the life lessons and the, um, the role that they were preparing me for, you know, in, as far as that, that leadership and you know, it, you finally realize in some point in your life, you know, you, you got to be accountable, you know, and, um, you know, accountability for me is huge. And uh, I, I have no other direction but but up, you know, and, and it's not to, you know, uh, say that I'm going to be better than anybody or not. You know, it's this is something I want to I want to try to do. And I think I can do a good job at bringing our community together. It's uh, and, sorry. It's funny that you say that you know you were kind of maybe destined to to be in a leadership role um in politics uh and then in 2009 you kind of just stumbled into the council right and they're like hey you should you should run um oh, during I, th- <clears throat> I think about if my mom was still alive <laughs> if that would have happened i don't you know she she might have well you, i just don't know yeah you, you know? never know the path that's just that's just it and so like within those you know from 2009 Um, and the ups and downs between then and now, um, what are some of the key takeaways that you've, you've took, I guess, taken away from, you know, your learning experience as a tribal council member? Well, you know, it's, um, 
You know, it, it's tough, you know, when you get into the middle of tribal politics, you know, it's, it's something that, um, you know, you try to find that balance in, you know, and I feel like we've always been fighting since I've been on tribal council. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's what we, we do very well, you know, and it's inner fighting, you know, and it's, it's no, it's, it's really nobody's fault. It's just the way we, we've been set up and structured. Mm you know, from the federal government and, you know, 1917 when Fort, um, Pierce County came, came in and condemned two-thirds of the Nisqually Indian Reservation, <clears throat> you know, so that was the start, you know, and my grandfather, he bought six acres um, about 10 miles down the river, um, which is still where Frank's Landing's at, and it's where the Wahilud Indian School is, you know, so I think back to, to where we are today, you know, where we've came and where we are today, you know, I feel like for us in the Squally, we have such an opportunity right now. Um, you know, the, the growth in the world and everything going on, you know, we all have to be on the same page. And I tell people, we don't have to all like each other, but we should all want to strive to do the best for our tribe. You know, our tribal members deserve that. You know, they deserve to have the best services possible. And that's our job as leaders to make sure that our directors, managers, and employees are making are, are giving those tribal members that opportunity, you know, and, and I, I really think that, you know, we, we can come together and, and hopefully start to make this change. Yeah. What, what are the biggest <laughs> issues facing the tribe right now? Well, you know, some of the biggest issues are on the outside still, you know, and, and that's why I talk about that, how we need to come together because there's so much going on on the outside. We got to stop um, the, the infight and the disputes you know, we have to, to think about the big picture. We got to think about 30, 40 years out. And you see it with the environment. You know, I was thinking about it all week, all this last week. And I said, you know, when we get out and we talk to the state and the feds about our fishing, you know, we always talk about the, the importance of, of passing this on to the next generation. You know, and, and we're not even allowed to do that right now. You know, we get so little fishing days in the season that, you know, we, we, we couldn't say, oh, hey, we want to go open up and do a salmon camp this weekend. There's no time. Well, there's no time, but the rules, the rules don't are allow. Con- no, they don't allow. And that's the, the federal laws that are out there, hmm. you know. So, um, you know, that's always an issue, you know, the, the loss of who we are as Nisqually people, but as Native people. You know, we're stewards of the land. You know, I, I love being on the river. It's just something about being on the Nisqually River fishing with my brother and, uh, you know, it's something that we all shared together, my dad and my brother and I. And, you know, at 81, my daddy was still fishing with us. He'd go out on the boat. Finally, we told him, because we, we said, Dad, you got to, you're done. You can't come out with us because when he saw that fish hit the net, he'd damn near jump in and try to pull the net in. Huh. You know, to see that, that passion at, at 81 wasn't about any money for him. You know, it was about that's what he's done his whole life. You know, and, and, and right now, you know, I feel like this next generation, it's, it's so important to make sure that they learn how to do a lot of the, our, our traditional, you know, that, that kept us here today. And fishing for me, I mean, it's, it's something that, that heals me. It do, heals you, the soul. do you think that that is something that's lacking right now besides the fact that the rules don't allow? Well, I think, um, of course, in the last year with uh, COVID, it's really kind of messed everything up. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we have to do a better job as leaders putting together the best programs, best places on the reservation where our young tribal members can go, you know, whether it's cultural classes, whether it's at the youth center, whatever it might be, um, 
You know, I, I want this generation to realize, you know, they put their mind to something. They can do everything. You know, they can do anything they want. And, you know, we were just talking about it before with, with our niece's grades. You know, I mean, she grinded like three weeks, two weeks without her phone. And she almost got straight A's. Yeah. So you see when, when that motivation is there it is and i feel like it's all of us though it's not just the youth it's all of us as human beings right now because there's so much around us Mm -hmm. you know we got our phones we got you know everything so much distracting us it's 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 hard to focus it really is so where does um going future going into the future for the council um as, as far as i know you're talking about you know upholding traditions um as being a big part of your platform and you know, whether it's the youth or maybe even the elderly. Um, but what about some other things that people can hang their hat on, um, maybe from an economic policy, maybe um, well, from a health policy, you know? I'll talk about, you know, some of the goals that I want to see. And, and, you know, I want to be able to provide, as I said, the best support for the, the tribal members. And, and, you know, we have a housing waiting list that's over 100 people, um, you know, and we have a lot of space on the reservation to start developing more homes more yeah. communities as and that's a, huge as i've drove by i've noticed a lot coming up you've seen those the homes uh where we had the 2016 paddleton the squally um we're actually building a brand new health facility right there fifty thousand square feet it's going to be amazing i mean this this beautiful state of the art just state of the art health clinic right in the middle in the squally when you know we we didn't have running water until the 70s. Crazy. Wow. You know, and so this is huge for So what's us. the plan with that, though, in particular, and how, how does that look going into the future? What what might be a plan for that you might have for that? What's well, your vision? I think, you know, my vision is to do something that we've never done, and, and you, we have to run it as a business. You know, our Nisqually tribal members have to be a priority. They have to be the first Absolutely. ones. But, you know, they're, they're, I think it's big enough, and definitely we can serve our, our employees. We can serve um, – you know, spouses, families of, of folks who work Community. at the tribe, and then even, you know, open it up to the outside Thurston County, you know. I, I think there's so much there's so much opportunity out there right now. So and I'm it, hoping we can we can do that. So not putting any type of limits? Um, no, you know, and I, my big thing is, is recovery, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I think we do the Suboxone, we do the Methadone, um, and the Vivitrol. You know the the opioid blocker, and uh, you know I've I, I've seen how all three of them work, and you know anything to get our our people and even you know anybody off opioids, however they end up on them. Yeah. You know I I was very lucky to have friends like you guys, family, a great wife, you know, and and I took the the um, Vivitrol shot for eighteen months, mm. you know, and and you know Peg says it better than anybody where she could see that change in that that. I was coming back to my myself, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's crazy, you know, what, what we can do. Um, I was wondering, Willie, how you feel uh, like edu- where education, you know, like it, when it comes to education, I know you've been instrumental in working with the um, North Thurston School District on getting the history of, of uh, the Nisqually tribe taught and, and even the other tribes um, yeah, in I, the area taught in, in the school district so that you know, the, the other, the kids that aren't native know, you know, the history of, of your people. And 
um, you know, talk a little bit about that and how. Well, how I just wanted to uh, chime in on, you know, I have kids in elementary school in North Thurston Public Schools, and to see the uh, Nisqually um, land acknowledgement before every assembly <clears throat> is, uh, you know, that's a that's a huge step. And people, you know, I can see that as something that's never happened before. Also, <clears throat> whenever it's controversial, then, you know, potentially it's probably the right thing to do. No, I mean, to to see that, I mean, think about it, guys. You know, what is it? Well, it's coming up on 21 years since we graduated. But, yeah. you know, to think that we'd have a Nisqually flag hanging at North Thurston High School and all of these public schools in the area. I mean, you guys went through the system. I don't remember learning anything about Nisqually or, or my, no. you know, nothing about our local tribes, you know. And uh, so, you know, it was, it was very, you know, when I finally got my shit together, you know, it's important to give back, you know, and that's really what I want to try to do and, and give back to, you know, the schools and, and try to get them to understand the importance of who we are as Nisqually people, because that's always so important to me. And, you know, when we get out and talk to the talk to the um, schools and the different uh, teachers or principals or administrators, whatever it is, you know, we always talk to them about who we are as Nisqually, our culture, our traditions, our, our fishing you know, our gooey ducking, our crabbing, that's who we are, you know. And it's one of the questions I like to ask the kids in class is when you hear Nisqually tribe or tribes, what do you think of? You know, and a lot of them, they, they talk about casinos and fireworks and smoke shops, which is not, that's not wrong, you know. But, uh, you know, we want to make sure that this next generation understands why we fish the way we do, yeah. why we gather the way we do, why we hunt, you know. I mean, I, mean, it, it, I just brought you guys some elk. I mean, it's not for financial gain for us sure i mean i can understand why a kid might you know see that's what they see when they're driving but i mean it would be best if we could teach them about culture more importantly well i i think it's just about teaching them who we are you know because you know we don't want this is our culture you know as native people and as the nisqually people you know we we want them to know why these things are important to us so when we go into the classroom you know, it, there's usually uh, four of us that go in. Hanford McLeod, our other council member, you know, he, he talks about that history of Nisqually. He talks about before treaty time, during the treaty, and then we go into the, the fishing wars and the bolt decision. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so we're trying to get as much, you know, and, and a lot of it from us is what we were taught and what I was taught. You know, our, our you know, our stories our history that's oral history that's not that's not out of a book you know so i feel like i was very very fortunate to grow up in a generation where i with my dad you know go back to that because i was around people leaders at a young age and not realizing it i can remember going to northwest indian fish commission meetings with them all the time and i used to i was like what am i doing here like you know as a young kid you don't you don't want to be sitting in a meeting but and those same people are still here today, a lot of them. And we've lost a lot of them. But they're still here, and they always tell me, well, we remember, you know, when you were, you know, five, six years old, you know, coming in, and your dad put you in the corner, and you'd sit in the meeting. As a, um, as we're talking about the tribal council right now, mostly, what's the uh, future for education look like in the Native community, though, Willie? Well, you know, we are doing great with our education we're getting our college kids you know uh, are getting our kids graduating from high school going on to college we're having record number of of tribal members go to college but also a lot of older members 
are, you know, are, are going back and whether it's their high school uh, GED and their uh, AA or their bachelor's, whatever yeah. it is. And it, it's so awesome to see. It's giving people a lot of confidence, you know, and uh, that's very how, how is that? Um, how has that come to fruition? Are there programs that, that you guys have installed or well, we, we, you know, the tribal council, you know, the, the councils I've been on since 2009 have always put education first, okay. you know, and so we've always been able to assist our tribal members when they go to college. That's why we're always encouraging them to go to college and tying this all back together. You know, that's why we are in the high schools too. You know, this started, I mean, this was a fluke how it started. I dropped Tay off. I think it was the first day of school, the first year she was living with me. And the vice principal happened to be out there, and he recognized me. I never met him before. And um, he said, hey, can you come in real quick, you and Tay? And uh, he was really worried about making sure she adjusted to, to high school. You know, and so he was helping her get to her classes. And he calls me up like a couple days later, and he says, hey, can you come in? I want to talk to you about some ideas I have. And I said, yeah, okay, great. And he goes, you know, we're seeing a lot of our tribal kids, not just Nisqually, but native kids, drop out. Hmm. And, you know, because they do not feel like they belong. Represented. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're so close to Nisqually, a lot of those kids, and they're, they're wondering why that history is not being taught. Right. You know, so it, it just it started with an assembly on, during Native American Heritage Month in November. And then it, it grew into a teacher's appreciation. We did I think we had 60 teachers in the um, library at River Ridge, hmm. and we broke them out into different groups, and we, we talked about different historical stuff from hmm. Nisqually. And it was, it was amazing. And it stems from the Seastime Memorial Curriculum. They can, they can hear you. So. Explain that, though. <laughs> What's the Time and Memorial Curriculum? Well, I mean, Peg's not on on the, the microphone, yeah. so it's going to be hard Willie, to pick Willie's, her up. Uh, Willie's what? beautiful wife, Peg, is here. Get... What, year, what year was that? Okay. So it, it put in to where that the state had to start teaching our history, you know, and before that, there was nothing in there. No. And it's still, see, and, and another reason, though, is because we felt like people were using it as an excuse. They didn't want to offend anybody. Yeah. So they weren't putting a lot of effort into this. And it wasn't mandated. And it wasn't mandated. So we told them, you guys don't have excuses anymore. We can, we're coming into the classroom, so you guys can't say that. Well, we don't want to offend anybody. The local tribes don't want to work with us. And you're not teaching people how to be Indian. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to teach people how to be Indian at all. It, you know? it, was that a was that a legitimate? Oh, that's that's a concern. Like they were concerned that that. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody. Right. I feel like everybody is so sensitive right now, though. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't just you know this last year with hey, all the craziness, but I don't know if that's it. I just think people are racist, Willie. Hundred percent racism is still. Do you know? I, I don't know on. if it's if it's concerned. I mean, right, uh, so, right. Yeah, with the mandate in in what 2014, 15 no, or 2015, 2016. Oh, okay, and so that made it so that they got funding to actually do a good job of teaching the kids about well, their it, local areas. But then it took another crazy. two years to even get that relationship built. Wow. So part of. Part of you, I think you're saying part of your responsibility as as potential um, tribal council chairman chairman is not only within the tribe, but also making sure that there's representation outside. It's got to be a you, you know 
people don't understand that we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't care. I mean, you're right. That racism, that shit's still out there. Mm-hmm. We're not going to deal with that. We're not going to work with the. If they want to be racist, they can be racist. But there's still a group of us that can come together here and start to make this change. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to change the mind of the the crazies on the... Well, it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen overnight. This is this is something that I feel like I, I want to start the movement of, of building our young tribal members and giving them that strength because they still, you know, feel like, and they still are looked at, you know, when they go out in public by certain mm. people, you know, and, it, and it's the uh, Karens and the Beckys and all these people out there that, you know, still look at us like we're second class citizens. Mm. You know, I mean, no, it really is. I mean, we all know it. Absolutely. You know, you've been brand, you guys, would you guys all had brown friends growing up? Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, we were all, all a group, you know, and we yeah. got messed with a number of times by the cops. Absolutely. I mean, well, you know, some of our, our young tribal members this year, um, you know, they still had to go in and get their books. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the young kids, when they see that in a squally flag hanging. Yeah. You know, pride. That, that's can pride. Take some pride. You know, it really is. And, uh, you know, of course, there's still people that think that there should be more done. Of course, it's, it's yeah. that's how life works. But, you know, we are making positive changes, you know, and it is about educating the outside world. You know, we're not dumb Indians. I don't want these guys thinking any of us are dumb because we're not. We got a lot of smart no. tribal members. We got a lot of smart native people out there. And we always rely on other people's opinions, and that needs mm. to stop. We need to be the ones with the final say. It's our land. It's our reservation. We're the ones that are going to make decisions for our tribe. And it, it's unfortunate, you know, that, that this happens. But, you know, we have a chance to change it, and we are. We're going to. That's that's great, man. That's really good. I wanted to ask you um, about the the statue oh, of, yeah. of your dad. Uh, you, we don't. We can keep going too. There's no time. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wanted to know. Yeah, like, we're what, not. Yeah. yeah we're time. Fine. What's okay. that? Right. No. Um. We. Uh. Yeah. But I wanted to know. Like. So. Talk about that. So I guess each state gets two statues in the. Capital Rotunda or whatever. So pegs. <laughs> I don't remember ever being in this. This area pegs like we've been there a number of times when we're back when you're back there testifying or yeah i'm pretty sure i saw somebody walk through there with the confederate flag the other day that sounds about right man uh, that oh man i'd love to do an episode on that too i mean we can talk about uh, it in this one too if we want to man but but, you know uh to to think that you know you guys both knew my dad i mean he he didn't do it for the statues or the the medals or the awards you know he he did it because he knew it was right you know, and uh, he 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 wouldn't even care about any of this because the import, are we are salmon coming home? That's, no, that's are we protecting the salmon? We're trying. Is our water clean? No, you know. So, you know, it's still a way for people to remember him more mm-hmm. than anything because they all know his message. You know, and he he wouldn't be happy with the the you know the way things are right now when it comes to the environment when it comes to us fighting not just the state but as tribes you know he he, that's not what any of that's not what our elders and you know ancestors went through so before you go any further really i'm sorry i was getting kind of radical before anybody no no before anybody (laughs) just for anybody that doesn't know the story so it's we have the two statues oh yeah so okay sorry statues that are there now one uh, of them's for whitman something market marcus whitman and uh was it Mother Teresa, Mother Joseph. Mother. It, was it was a mother. 
It was Mother Joseph. So, and so uh, they're going to take down the Whitman. So they're, they're going to replace it. Um, and, you know, for us, I'm not this. It's nothing towards the Whitman family or, or Marcus Whitman. You, you know, for us, it's it's about just changing it out. You know, and I think maybe this yeah. will be the trend. And I know uh, Lieutenant Governor Heck is, is pushing that to where they will start, you know, replacing them out. I don't know the years or anything, but it, it's something because, you know, we don't want this to be a, a negative thing. That's not what my dad would want. Mm, you know, he, no. w- he would want this to be something that, you know, we both grow and, and learn from, you know, and, and you're seeing the support. You know, I mean, I keep telling our Nisqually elders and tribal members, I mean, when this happens, like, the tribe goes like this is yeah. this is huge. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you not know, this just is for your dad. It's for everybody. No, this is like a, a prideful thing that you know our people should be proud of. Whether you like my dad, supported my dad, support me. Are there any other Native American statues in that in that rotunda? Yeah, there's uh, Chief Washakie. Um, Wyoming. Chief Washakie from Wyoming, which okay. which is very close to where you're from. Mm-hmm. That's right. Our chief, our so, you know, it, it's cool. I mean, we, you know, you guys have seen he's won so many awards since he's passed away, yeah. you know, but I, I Wait, so there's only one. I believe so. Yeah. So it's such a huge honor. I mean, this well, it's, is, it's so cool, man. Like just seeing his name around, like when you drive around the area, you know, on the, on the Nisqually wildlife refuge and yeah, but I want to circle back to like why this is even possible. Um, and I think it's because it's all about representation. Well, it is, but I think we could also, you know, go even farther because, you know, for people who don't know who Billy Frank Jr. is, you know, I, I tell people, you know, he was born in 1931. He, he grew up along the Nisqually River. He was arrested at 14 the first time in his life. And he's, he was arrested over 50 times for exercising his treaty rights. You know, and for anybody who doesn't know what a treaty right is, in uh, 1854, the Nisqually tribe signed the Treaty of Medicine Creek. And uh, I'm so amazed and so proud that our ancestors had the the smarts to make sure that our treaty rights, our, our usual and accustomed ground, were protected. So we could fish, hunt, and gather on our usual and accustomed ground. Well... You know, going back to the 60s, like I said earlier, you know, I grew up at Frank's Landing. It's about 10 miles from the reservation. Well, that's where our family lived. So technically it was off the reservation. For my dad, he said, and others, they said, no, this is our river. There's no boundary line where we can fish. And so they started fishing. The state of Washington started arresting them, you know, and and going to jail over and over again. And he... uh, I always tell people he could have been the most bitter human being in the world. He could have been angry his whole life. You know, I, I think about that a lot when I when I see the fighting out there. Yeah. You know, that's somebody who could have just hated life and hated non-native people. But he went that other direction. You know, he was the one who brought us together. He was the 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 one who could get it everybody to the table when nobody wanted to come mm-hmm. to the table. You know, and I think that's why you recognize him so much, and that's why people respect him so much. Because he, he really was, you know, what happened at Frank's Landing in the 60s and 70s during the fishing wars was the same thing that was happening in Selma, you know, during the civil rights movement. And it all ties in, yeah. you know, and, and it's just, you know, he, he really is. He's the Martin Luther King of, of, the, of the West Coast. Yeah, love is the way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable. 
That, yeah, that, that's amazing. I, I can't wait to uh, to see his statue go up there at the, at the Capitol. Yeah, That'd I hope be, that will happen. That will be amazing. No. Oh, so it's moving along. Nice. You nice. know, and I, and I think going back to why I'm running for tribal council chair and, you know, like I said, it's not to to think that I'm better than anybody else or, you know, it, it's because I have a different vision. My vision mm. is, is something that, you know, is going to sustain us, I hope, for the next 50 years. You know, the, the growth and development, the opportunities that we have as a tribe, if we can come together and do this, I mean, we, we literally, you know, we'll have that infrastructure for, I'm hoping forever. Some know? of that, uh, some of that, that infighting that you talk about that, um, the dynamics of tribal council or tribal politics as a whole, I think that would start from the top and the message could be brought down. Right. I, I hope, you know, and, and. I, there's a lot of things out there people are saying about, you know, what I'm going to do. And it's funny because nobody knows what I'm going to do but me. Yeah. You know, so people can make these assumptions and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not on social media. So it's probably why I'm still somewhat sane, you know, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's unfortunate, you know. So there's no reason why we can't be happy as human beings. There's no reason why we can't be happy as Nisqually people. Hmm. You know, we all deserve to be happy in life. Every, all the hate and the anger out there right now i mean not just you know here everywhere yeah. in the world i mean you see it and you know if we can find that balance and and be able to to realize that the goal at the end of the day is to protect our culture and our way of life but make sure that we we survive as nisqually people you know and and that, and that goes back to the history and and why i want to run because this next generation doesn't know that we almost were wiped out yeah. during the fishing wars it's crazy to uh live a life of fighting man I, I, and then try to talk about um being happy it's well, crazy to me willie but well, no, i don't i wouldn't yeah. know well you know it's weird because i think back to growing up yeah you know and i had two two amazing parents you know who uh who who kept me out of a lot of the the issues and the politics you know and I still don't, you know, know all of them, but I, that's fine. Cause that was my, I wasn't there, Yeah. you know, for me, it's about, you know, I know how the, the family dynamics work, but you know, for me, I, we need to all come together, you know, and I always tease people cause most of my family's Pialop. So I don't have to worry about a lot of the, the, you know, infighting, but you know, I get along with everybody. I try to find at least a balance to be able to work together. And I always tell people, you know, we have to be able to agree to disagree. You know, as seven of us that are on the council, we have to be ready to move our tribe forward. Come and we're not always going to agree, and that's fine. But, you know, we shouldn't be fighting with each other. Um, you don't have to agree, but you can come to an agreement. You know, and, you know, I think we saw with with the Trump administration just how the craziness goes. Yeah. You know, you see it down in Olympia. You see it in Seattle, Portland. I Everywhere. mean, doesn't matter. Just, just chaos. It's chaos, you know. <laughs> yeah. and. I know people strive off chaos. You know, there's a lot of people who like when chaos is going on. Yeah. But, you know, we, we don't deserve that. Like you said, I mean, I, I don't feel like we should be fighting. I feel like we should be enjoying life. There's no reason why we can't be because, I mean, there's, there's so much out there and so much opportunity for us. Yeah. What, um, I was wondering how long, um, are your, how long is the term? 
Um, so we do three-year terms, um, and they're they're. Is there sta- a term limit? No, they're staggered terms. Um, you know, I, you know what I what I've learned over my recovery in life, and you know, losing my mom at nineteen, and then losing my dad at thirty-two. You know, is we just got to try to take it one day at a time. And the hard, hardest thing about that is slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the world's moving so fast. Everything's going so fast. You know, and I, it was funny because when I got into trouble, I had a probation officer and he told me that. He'd always say, whatever, if you don't remember anything that we talk about, remember, you got to slow down sometimes. Mm. You got to slow your life down sometimes. You know, and I think about that a lot. And, I, you know, I think about, you know, my parents a lot and the, the leadership that I had around me to help me and, and you know like I said a lot of them are still here today you know growing up I had people who wrote the federal Indian policies mm. you know the federal Indian gaming about greatness. people who you know spent their lives you know protecting us and people don't are, are the next generation needs to understand that mm. they need to know how hard it was to get us to where we are today and how hard it is to maintain it and if we don't have people stepping up to maintain it at the federal, at the city, at the state, whatever, we're going to we're going to go extinct. And that's that's why strong tribal council leadership is so important. It is. And it, it I think it's strong leadership, but it's also, like I said, being able to to work together, yeah. you know, because I, I I was always, you know, taught that we need to always have the 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 best people around us, you know, and my dad talked about that with the Northwest Indian Fish Commission. You know, he always said, we have the best scientists, we have the best employees. It's, it's this, um, you know, the center of excellence he always talked about, mm. but he was, I, you know, he said it with such pride. Yeah. He was so happy to talk about his staff and that's what I see. You know, I, I see our own tribal members, they have that in them. Mm. You know, we need a we need direction of where do we want to go. That's all. What a, it, what that, is, that's all anybody really needs. It is, and and it's what does the future hold for us? And I'm not saying that I know that I know, but I I I know it can help get there. I know that some things that we can do to get there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot out there, and and I think it's building that strength in our people. That it's it's there. That strength is there, mm. and you know, it's the right positivity around them. You know, and, and I realize life's not perfect. We don't have to fucking sing Kumbaya and hold hands. No. But we need to be able to, you know, sustain and work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, yeah, that definitely, that's a great message to uh, to portray to the kids, to everybody, man. So, um, I know your your wife, Pagan, is here today with you. Like, what, you know, so what does the future hold for you? Like, what are your ambitions after you know i mean i know obviously the immediate ambition is to uh win this win this race which when is the race going to be held um so we have our primaries coming up uh the second week in march and then the uh final is the first week in may hmm. man if wouldn't that be nice if uh like uh the the u.s political system was done that quickly so we didn't have to deal with all the, the madness for, <laughs> oh, for years god but, so, <laughs> no i mean you know the future for me you know, I always tell people, like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm, you know, doing. It doesn't matter if I'm on tribal council or not. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm Willie Frank the third. I mean, you know, that's who I am. And, and this is what I like to talk about and what I like to continue to protect. Because that's really, you know, I it scares the shit out of me, honestly, for the, the future. You know, I think about it every night. Like, I, 
I always tell Peg, I'm like, man, I had such a hard time sleeping because I'm so worried about where we're going. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, it goes back to the system that, that was set up around us, you know, as, as, you know, my, my, you know, my, my cousin, (laughs) Allison Goffertson, who, you know, she was one of my biggest role models too. I mean, she was such a tough woman. And, um, and as long as the rivers run the documentary, she talks about it's a dog eat dog world, Hmm. you know, and that's really what it is. And, you know, what I do and what we do with our niece is we, we want her to be strong mentally. We want her to be strong and confident. You know, we want her to be able to go into a room with 30 people she feels uncomfortable with and, and kill it. Own it. But right. it's not just her. It's, it's all of our members. It's all of our tribal members. It's, mm-hmm. it's the confidence that, that we need for this next generation. And God dang, I can't believe we're almost 40 now. Crazy. You know, and, but like I finally realized it and I was so, it was funny. We were in Swinomish about when it's probably November maybe. Um, and it was one of the first in-person meetings that we were able to have. And we were so happy to see each other. They were honoring uh, uh, Northwest Indian Fish Commission Chairwoman Lorraine Loomis with the Billy Frank Jr. Award. And so we're up there and it was Maui and I and Peg. Maui is our vice chairwoman. And she goes, I'm sitting there, we're talking. And I don't know how we got into like the future. You know, and she goes, well, Willie, don't you know that you're you're uh, you're not part of the next generation anymore. And I, was like, are, and I was like, what? Wait a second, Maui, what? And she and she was right though. Yeah, you know, and it really made me start thinking. Like, yeah, you know, that's right. I mean, you know, the clock is ticking. But man. you know, and it is, and and I think it's it's an opportunity for for not just native people, but humans in general. You know, um, just with everything going on with the last four years of the Trump administration and COVID. I mean. You know, I, I feel so bad for all the, you know, the small businesses out there, the people who, you know, lost their life's work. And, you know, here you go. You got somebody leaving the White House who didn't give two shits about anybody. Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it's tough to see everything going on out here right now. Yeah. Shop at small businesses and small restaurants if you can, please. Definitely. Well, Willie, you know, Give us, you know, you want to you want to make a closing remark before we wrap this up. So you want a, a pitch to the to the voters. Yeah, you gotta you gotta bring it home. You gotta tell the tell the Nisqually tribal members why they need to vote for Willie Frank the Third. Well, you know, I, I like I said, I've been on tribal council since two thousand nine. I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, believe it or not, you know, I, I've learned a lot from every tribal member or every council member who I've sat on council with. Um, you know, and, and I, res- I respect them all. I mean, you know, I, I learned some. I mean, at, at 27, I got on council, and here I'm almost 40, you know, running for, running for chair. I mean, that's already a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. You know, and I had the opportunity to learn a lot, you know, and, and I made a lot of mistakes, you know, but, you know, nobody's perfect. Hmm. You know, none of us are. I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect or better than anybody else you know i've made one of the biggest mistakes in my life and i I have to live with that for the rest of my life you know the mistake that i made you know and and you know the the impact it had on me and my my family and i and the tribe you know I, i can never you know forget about that you know and and i'm so thankful for people who supported me through that you know and realize that that i am you know the uh who they thought I was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think people are always quick to judge me. You know, they're, they're, they judge me because they hear stories about me. Mm. And I, I told people, like, believe what you want. You know, not a lot of people, 
you sit down and talk to me, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you why I care about the tribe, why I care about the next generation and the people. You know, I've seen a lot of, of you know, uh, jealousy that's torn families apart. You know, it's torn my family apart at Frank's Landing, you know, and, uh, you know, we got to stop doing that to each other. You know, we should be building our, our tribal members up. And I'm not talking about the youth. I'm talking about everybody. We should be building that confidence in them to to want to, you know, strive for greatness. You know, that there's no reason why, you know, we can't have the best reservation in the United States. Right. You know, there's no reason why everybody can't have a job throughout the Nisqually tribe, whether it's in the uh, economic development or on the government or wherever it's at. You know, as I said, I mean, sky's the limit for us. We have a lot of opportunities coming up and it's going to be it's going to be good if, if we can get the right people to come together. Well, uh, yeah, Willie Frank the Third, uh, you got the first your first endorsement. It's definitely coming from the Live to Walk Again podcast. So. I, I like it, man. I haven't even got my signs yet, but yeah. I do like the endorsement. Well, you dropped this, and uh, I think that you know you really um, gave your constituents a lot to go off of. Your fellow tribal members. Um, what Jeremy and I say about it doesn't really concern them, or it doesn't matter. We know that you're a great person. Um, that that your your heart is in the right right place. So um, definitely, thanks for dropping by here. Love you guys, man. Yeah, probably love you too, man. Thank you for coming by, and uh, yeah, good luck in the race. Sounds good.